the Clean Life. This is Kay, and I'm here with AJ. AJ, it's been a while since we talked last. How have you been? I'm good. How are you doing? I've been great. Anything happening in your life? Well, just, you know, the um, the normal, um, the sickness of the flu is going around. My little, my little boy has caught that. So um, hopefully today's topics uh, that we discuss will we'll touch on some of these and, and try to help, um, you know, clear away all the germs. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people have had that. My household has escaped that, so I'm hoping that that we don't we don't catch that. So oh, since our last yeah, since our last podcast, um we were talking about the purging and the organization and cleaning the toys. And I'm still kind of on that path at my house. I've moved from my kids' toys to the other items in my house. So I'm now kind of purging the rest of the items in my home. Um, and I want to talk about one of the latest discoveries that I unearthed while I was doing some uh, research online looking for storage and organizational options for my home. I stumbled on a few articles that talked about um, what you should be cleaning in your home but probably are not. And of course, as I was looking over this article and, and going through a couple that I found, I realized that yes, I have everything, and most of these things I don't clean on a regular basis, so obviously that they must be dirty. It's kind of things that you don't normally think about. So I thought we would spend our time today just kind of reviewing the list that I have found, and AJ, I want to get your take on some of these items so we can kind of review some of those dirty items in our home that maybe we are cleaning, not cleaning, and, and how, how we can do that. So the first thing this article talked about was the importance of cleaning high-touch items. So those items in your home that, that everyone touches that you come across. And the first thing this article discussed was doorknobs. And so when I read this article, of course I clean the doorknobs during the cold and flu season. So I know you're going through that right now. So that's something oh, yeah. that we, we definitely do. Or if someone's sick in the home. But do we really clean those during the other times of the year? And, you know, I don't know if I do that on a regular basis. So what's your take on that? You know, I, I agree. I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's probably the last thing I would even think to clean because, you know, you're just, you're, you're constantly going in and out of the door. I mean, any door, you know, whether it's it's the bathroom door, the front door, the back door, you know, whatever. I mean, you just don't ever think to clean that, which now that I think about it is so gross. I mean, right. why would we not be cleaning that every single day? I mean, it is so gross. Right. So I definitely was was you know, taken aback by that from what my what I do personally. I don't normally clean those all the time. So that was the first item um, of the, those high-touch items in your home that this article talked about, so the doorknobs. So we're going to have to commit to doing that all the time, not just during those cold and, and flu times. Um, so is there anything, AJ, that you can think in, in your home right now that would be a high-touch item that you probably should clean that maybe don't? Um, well, okay, so just let's just think about, um, you know, computers, you know, any, oh, that's anything a good one. that, you know, you, you just you just touch. I mean, um, you're constantly, you know, if, I work from home, so my computer is my everyday Bible, you know. It's mm -hmm. just I'm constantly touching it. You know, I have screen cleaners. I have everything that I need, the little air cans, you know, whatever, but I don't do it every day. It's just like the doorknobs. I don't, I don't think to do it. And you're constantly got fingerprints and, you know, whatever grease 
<laughs> if you're on right. the go and you're eating lunch and you know whatever it is that you've got you know on your fingers is just constantly getting on your your keyboard. I mean, I don't ever think to do that. Right. Now, do your your kids use the keyboard as well? No, I try not to. I've, you know, some of these topics that I have been uh, reading, you know, like you, I'm sure, have, have come across these where screen time is just, you know, you need to keep mm-hmm. it to a minimum with <laughs> with kids. Right. But um, I try not to let him on my, my work computer especially. But, you know, his hands, you know, he does touch things, you know, so like doorknobs, I mean, you know, something I should be cleaning every day. And, you know, everybody's touching it, my husband, my son, and there we are just constantly retouching things that they've touched, and it's just this cycle. Right. Well, we we all have access to those computers in my home, so we're, we're sharing those keyboards. The kids are using those keyboards, so that's that is a great uh, idea to make sure that we're cleaning those um, because that's daily usage for us. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, So another one on the list that I was reading was remote controls. Now, this is an item that I do clean, but I'm cleaning it to remove the sticky gunk left by my kids if they're eating and, and, you know, playing with the remote control. But I didn't, I guess, have a focus on it from a germ or germ, germ prevention attack. So I thought that was an interesting read for me when they talked about remote controls being some of the most dirtiest items in your home. Oh, I know. Could you imagine? I mean, you know, just think about whenever you do clean your remote, um, you know, the dust that just comes off there anyways. So could Mm -hmm. you imagine if you had, like, dust compiled with, like, you know, slobber or, you know, sticky stuff from, like, you know, candy? I mean, just on top of that, it's just just piles up and then there's all this gunk in between the you know <laughs> the the buttons of the remote and then you got to clean all that off just imagine if you don't clean it daily all right the germs that are just there i mean it, you know it's something well, that i know I, I really need to think about cleaning um twice a day probably <laughs> right well by the time it bounces on the floor i find mine in the sofa cushions it's just really disgusting but as I was reading it they did give a helpful hint for cleaning it to use q-tips to make sure you can get in the grooves and and get that really clean so I thought that was a great idea that was a great hint Um, but then also it talked about remembering to do all of the remotes in your home if you're going to clean those because you think about if you have a main living room with a tv uh, and you'll clean that but then think about all the tvs or dvd players that you have in your home how many remotes you actually have Um, so to make sure to grab all of those because cleaning one might not get it well that's true you know i mean you know it wouldn't hurt to, to, you know, have like a list if you do like daily cleaning chores, just to mm-hmm. put that on that list to make sure, you know, that everything is getting cleaned at the same time. So if you have multiple remotes in your house, you know, if you're going to clean one, might as well clean the rest of them at the same time because, you know, they're just as dirty as the main remote that you're touching if it's, you know, just sitting there. So um, that's a good idea. And the Q-tips, you know, um that those are small enough to get in between the buttons and, you know, maneuver around through all that uh, nasty germ dust <laughs> stuff right. that's going on with the remote. Well, you had a great idea about adding that to your your daily cleaning list. I think this is one item that I'm going to add to my children's chore charts because it's easy for them to do, and that way we can make sure that it's getting done and it's getting done regular. Um, or on a regular basis. So the next thing that it listed was light switches. 
Now again, this is a, another item that you touch every day, but one that I can tell you, I definitely overlook. Yeah, you know, <laughs> light switches, they, they are something, it's, it's kind of like a, a remote, I would say, you know, it, it just, you don't think to, to clean it because um, you're constantly just, you know, in and out of a room and you don't think to clean that, that little bitty switch. Um, but could you imagine everything that gets in, in there, you know, constantly cleaning it? And, and it just depends on, I guess, what kind of, you know, switch that you have. If mm -hmm. it's one of those flat switches or if it's one of the little, um, you know, the, the, the toggle switches. Right. Um, I mean, just imagine how many germs are actually on there that you can't can't even see, let alone stuff that you can see on there. Whether you know, what if you come in, and you know, what if your husband has come in and he's you know been working out in the garage, and then you see all the black stuff um, from the garage on the the wall um, the wall plate from the switch because mm -hmm. <laughs> he's touched right. And then you don't think to wipe it off immediately, and then there it sets for you know a couple more days. And you, how many people come through there and turn the lights on and off and touched? the same thing that he just brought in from the garage. <laughs> right. Well, I know for, for me, my children loved the light switch. Flip it on, flip it off, flip it on. So they, I'm sure you're, you're as a, your child's the same way, but they wanted to always switch that on and off. So oh, that's yeah. an item that I'm definitely going to have to add to that chore list to make sure that we're keeping that sanitized, um, especially if there is illness in the home. So, AJ, what's another item that you have in your house that's a high-touch high item that you may not think about cleaning? Well, you know, like what we've been uh, talking about um, that you found in those articles, just the refrigerator door. I mean, could you imagine, you know, opening the refrigerator door and then there you're, it's, it's the same thing like what we spoke with the remote, you know, the doorknobs, the light switches. I mean, all of that stuff just right there, you know, what if you had your, your hands, you know, were full and you you trying to, you know, open the open the, um, the refrigerator mm -hmm. door and you had all this grease and where you've been cooking, you had everything. You know, it's just, I'm sure it's just, just as nasty as a doorknob. You know, it's, I can only imagine. <laughs> Well, and I'll go one step farther with that, cleaning the outside of it, but then also cleaning the inside of it. Um, that's probably another topic for our show for another day, um, but obviously the inside uh, gets very dirty as well. So making sure those, those shelves are clean, making sure that you're discarding the food out of there to make sure that the outside um, and the inside are, are both clean. Um, um, you know, that's a good point. I mean, I know that would, that could be a whole topic within itself because, you know, if you had germs just as bad on the outside, what your food, you know, that you put on the inside, ugh, I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> now you're ingesting all those germs. Right. So I think we're going to table table that fridge for, for a different show, but it, I think we have to consider cleaning that inside just as much as we do the outside. Uh, so we're going to head to our first break, and then, AJ, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, some of those other items that we may be overlooking in our household that we need to make sure that we clean. So we'll be back in a minute. Don't need this, don't need that, don't need this. What are you doing? I'm throwing out all of these old toxic cleaning products. What are you going to clean with now? 
EnviroCleanse. It's a new, non-toxic, hard-surface disinfectant from Avcare. Now, instead of just cleaning, I can kill germs and odors while safely protecting everything in our house, including the pets. Everything? Yep. Sinks, stoves, ovens, toilets, floors, shower, even the glass and mirrors. I've never heard of a non-toxic disinfectant. That's because, up till now, I haven't been able to find one that works. One product does it all? Yes. EnviroCleanse disinfects, sanitizes, kills odors, and since it is a non-corrosive, it's safe for all of my hard surfaces. I'm sold. How can I get some? Go to store.avcare.com and order more. Spell that. S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. School is back in full swing in the middle of flu season. Are you worried? Now you can safely protect your kids from sickness-causing germs by using GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion and foam. GermBlock hand sanitizers are alcohol-free, still killing 99.9% of germs, like norovirus, and leaving your child's hands feeling moisturized, free from dryness, cracking, and free of the dangers found in all alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Be prepared to protect your child's hands from germs by stocking up on GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion and foam. You can order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. again on The Clean Life, and I'm here with AJ, and we're talking about things in your home that are really dirty, and you're probably not cleaning those, and you really should. So going back to that article, AJ, um, another topic that they talked about was, again, those things in your home that are dirty, but these are the things that you're probably only cleaning once or twice a year, and you need to be cleaning those more often. So the article first talked about curtains. And of course, everyone does the spring cleaning and you clean those curtains, um, but are you cleaning them outside of that one time a year? And for me, I can say I'm probably only doing that once or twice a year. And the article spoke to curtains being the perfect fabric to trap dust and allergens. So if you are someone who has those seasonal allergies um, or someone that is allergic to dust, your curtains may be a culprit for you if you're not cleaning those more than once or twice a year. Yeah, you know, that's a good um, that's a good topic, curtains, because, you know, just the other day I was going through, um, going through our bedroom and, and, and kind of organizing everything and straightening things up. And, you know, I looked at my curtains and thought, oh, my goodness, what in the, you know, and that's, I'm so glad that you've seen that in that article because curtains, you know, you just don't think to take them down and clean them, you know, and I probably... And, you know, one or two times a year cleaning those. So that's something that, you know, I'm going to have to think about doing more often because, you know, you're right. If you if you do have seasonal allergies, that dust it just sets. And, you know, it's, it's constantly, you know, piling up. So <laughs> it's weighing the curtains down. Um, but right. I, that, that could probably be so gross. 
Well, and a lot of people won't take them down because they, they feel like they can't launder it, the curtains. Um, but the, the article actually spoke to helpful hints of things that you actually can do if you could not put them through, you know, the the washer dryer process that you could vacuum them. But I think the best hint they gave was to use a fabric steamer that had a um, high temperature that could actually sanitize the curtain. So if you had a curtain fabric that you could do that with, I thought the steamer was a great idea. You know, that is a good idea. I never would have thought of a, a fabric steamer um, because those are, you know, they're compact, they're small enough, you know, and you can move them around easily depending on what kind of steamer that you have. Um, that would be that would be a good idea to use a fabric steamer on those. Right. So we both agree that, that curtains obviously an important thing that we need to do more than than twice a year. So what's a what's another one, AJ, that's in your home right now that you know that you probably need to be cleaning more than a couple times a year? Well, you know, it's the windows. I mean, you know, you, got, you mentioned curtains. You know, you're covering the windows up with the curtains, um, and you know, cleaning the windows, just the glass itself. Of course, I'm I'm very picky about um, glass being uh, clean. So. Mm -hmm. Just think about what's on the inside of the window, depending on what kind of windows you have, you know, I guess. Um, if you have the kind that you can, you know, pull inside the house and clean, getting all that, you know, dirt and whatever. And you have mold and mildew. Yeah, mold and mildew. Because what if you have, like, water, rain coming in, mm -hmm. you know, and then there, and that's another thing with allergies, too, because you imagine breathing in all that mold and mildew. I mean, that couldn't be healthy by no means. Right. <laughs> right. So I, I think the windows is a great one. Um, another one they had listed was your shower heads. Now, this is one that people probably overlook altogether. Um, but the article spoke to those shower heads having mineral deposit buildups that that would, you know, clog your fixtures, could reduce your water pressure. So it wasn't really a, you know, from a sanitation and disinfection type thing. It was more of a making sure that your product is or your your device is clean that you're getting the best use out of it. So that's one thing that was kind of you know interesting that the article spoke to those shower heads. Well, you know, now I think um I think Delta makes the I'm sure they all do. Um but Delta just actually comes to mind whenever I think of um faucets and shower heads and things like that, they have those now that they say are, you know, touch clean. But I just, I still just don't trust it because, you know, like you said, the the buildup and, you know, um, the mineral that comes through all the, you know, like hard water that comes yeah. through these, um, you know, I would just still have to clean it. Although, you know, some of them are touch clean, I would just still, you know, want to make sure that I get those clean because you're trying to take a shower with these faucets. <laughs> you know, you want to get mm -hmm. clean um, with with everything. And, you know, um, the mold and, and mildew and, and everything like that is just, you definitely want to try and make sure those are clean. And the article did list, uh, you know, helpful hints to clean those and they listed a lot of products but you really don't know what to use um, what what's in your your hardware store your local department store that you can purchase to clean those so there's some I need to do some work on deciding what what best product um, that I need to use to make sure that I can clean those more than once or twice a year yeah definitely something I would think you know it wouldn't be harsh on on a faucet or a shower head um, because you know you want to try and 
you know, get that buildup off of there. That way you can have more water pressure and that everything does run smoothly through there. But you, at the same time, you know, you don't want to cause more damage than good. So you want to make sure that you have something that you, you can clean and it'll be safe on everything that you use. Right. So what's another item that you can think of, AJ, in, in your home? You mentioned windows. What else do you have that you're only cleaning just a few times a year? Well, this is funny. Um, you know, the other day my son was playing on the couch and, you know, he had his little toys and he likes to he likes to put his trucks and everything on the coffee tables and the, the couches, but, you know, whatever. And so I pulled one of the cushions out and I looked under the, the cushion and thought, oh, my goodness, you know, what in the world? There was ink pens. There was, like, um, you know, dimes and of course I was you know trying to get all the money out of that <laughs> from I guess somebody's pockets I don't know but you know I never think to pull those out and I should do those a whole lot more especially because I mean that's something you said on every day just like what we were talking about with the light switches and and refrigerators and you know remotes and it's a wonder I didn't even find a remote in between the cushions mm-hmm. you know I should definitely clean my sofa cushions out a whole lot more than I do Right, that that is a great idea. Um, whether it be vacuuming them, um, keep you spot treating. Um, if you have something on there, um, making sure that that is clean because that is an item that everybody uses. Yes, that is something you know, and I, I should be more cautious of that. Um, but I definitely did not think of that until I pulled that cushion out and seen how much dust and everything else that was in there, and thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, so let me let me ask you about this item, fan fan blades. Um, Oh, this is a good one. Yes. Yeah, I I do clean mine on a regular basis. So this isn't something that I'm doing just a few times a year, uh, because I am a stickler for the the fan blades. Um, But you should be dusting those, cleaning those, because you can obviously see um, the dirt and grime that that the fan blades um, hold you know, day after day, they're they're going to get more dust on them after you clean them. So the flam- fan blades are one thing that I, I do clean on a regular basis. Oh, there is nothing worse, I know, than, than walking in and seeing, you know, dust like an inch thick on somebody's fan blade because, you know, once they turn that on, there goes all the dust right into, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything. So, yeah, those are something I do try to clean often, too, because, you know, I, I sleep with a fan on, so that's something that I don't want to, um, you know, have blowing in, in my face while I sleep. So that that is right. a good one. Okay, so I know this one, um, it made the list, and I know that it made your list as well, car seat. Well, listen to this. Okay, so I get in my vehicle yesterday, and I, I thought, what is that smell? It's It smells so, like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I smell something, and I, I started digging around. I was like, "There's nothing in here," you know, and it was my son's car seat. I mean, it literally. I've got to take. It's something that, of course, I bought him a new one at Christmas, and it's just February, and it stinks. I mean, <laughs> it smells so bad, and I've got to take it. I, I don't know if he's, you know, spilled milk or whatever, but oh my goodness. A car seat is something that you definitely need to be cleaning (laughs) all the time because there's no telling what is in it. Right, and that's what they said because you don't know if the child 
has been sick, if they've spilt something, um, if they have food uh, stuck down there. To, and this, this article actually suggested taking the car seat out and doing a deep, deep clean. Now, I know that's not reasonable to do daily, but it's something that you could probably do weekly. Yeah, you know, now they, they make them a little bit easier, I think, now for purposes like that because my son's uh, car seat, you can, you can take the actual um, the cover on the car seat, you can take it off and put it in the washing machine, which is so nice um, because I found that out since I had to take it off. <laughs> um, you know, after you get the French fries out of there and all the, you know, cereal puffs and things like that, um, you can put it in the washing machine and, and wash it, which is so nice. Um, and then the hard part of it, you know, I try to clean with something that is safe, you know, in case there's any residue left on there. I, I want to make sure that it's something that, um, you know, won't won't eat the plastic up. It's, not, you know, and so they, they do make them a little bit easier, but, you know, it is it would be hard to clean because that's something that you use every day, and it's just, it's, it would be inconvenient to take a car seat out, you know, every single right. day. But, you know, you want to try to find something that you can still use every day, like a product um, for cleaning that. Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because this article actually spoke to what types of products that you could, that were safe to use to clean the car seat with. So, so you don't, they actually recommended using a green type of product because you wanted to make sure that you maintain the integrity of the plastics or, or whatever um, that the car seat was made of and that the harnesses and, and different strappings of the car seat had elastic fibers that you didn't want to to compromise those. So finding a product that did not break down um, those fibers. So I think that's something to consider, especially if you have um, a kiddo in a car seat every day that you are cleaning it, A, but you're making sure that you're cleaning it with an approved product that's going to maintain the integrity of the car seat. Yeah, I agree because, you know, there's so many different things that can get, you know, by the time you buckle everything up and then, you know, you've got the, the little cup holders and, and whatnot, you know, it's just there's so much that, you know, everything can get into. So you want to try to find something that is going to, you know, withstand everything. And so something green would definitely be my ideal cleaning product because, and, and you know, you never know what, what could be left in there if something got in my son's mouth or, you know, whatever. You want to make sure that it's safe for them. So right. definitely a green product is something I would go with. So I thought that was that was an interesting, interesting article section on the car seats. Um, but it's time for us to take another break to hear from our sponsors. So when we come back, AJ, I'm going to ask you a question about something in your kitchen that you're probably not cleaning. So we'll be back in a minute. Love your pets but hate pet odor? Now you can knock out tough pet odors with EnviroCleanse. EnviroCleanse is a disinfectant deodorizer that effectively kills odor-causing bacteria left behind by your beloved pets, even the strongest of urine odors. EnviroCleanse is non-toxic and safe for use in all areas of your home. A few sprays of EnviroCleanse on the trouble spots will leave your home smelling fresh and clean while protecting you and your family from 99.9% .9 of all germs, including norovirus. If you are looking for a safe way to eliminate pet odors in your home, order EnviroCleanse today at store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V 
K-A-R-E.com. What if I told you there was a safe way to clean and disinfect your home without using toxic or hazardous chemicals? A product that is safe for your family, safe for your pets, plus safe for your environment. Well, there is. It's EnviroCleanse by Avcare. EnviroCleanse is an EPA-registered, non-toxic, hard surface disinfectant that is safe for use in all areas of your home. EnviroCleanse is also FDA-approved for food service and food prep areas. Using EnviroCleanse will disinfect any area of your home or business, killing 99.9% of germs, including salmonella, E. coli, norovirus, staph, and much more. Why just clean when you can also protect, disinfect, and deodorize with EnviroCleanse? To order EnviroCleanse today, visit store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. Welcome back to The Clean Life. This is Kay, and I'm here with AJ, and we've been talking about some of those items in your household that you may not be cleaning on a regular basis, but you really should. So back to that article that we've been talking about. AJ, I posed a question to you before we went to break. What's something in your kitchen that you're probably not cleaning? And this was in the article, and it was your dish drying rack. Now, you know, you don't think about cleaning that because you're putting clean dishes onto the rack and then you're putting the clean dishes away. So there's nothing dirty that ever, you know, really comes into play with that dish drying rack. Do you clean that on a regular basis, AJ? Well, you know, um, no. <laughs> you would think that um, you would think that uh, it would be clean, you know, but no, I don't. And, you know, that's a, that brings up a good point because I also use um, a drying mat. So I assume that would be worse than the rack because the rack would, you know, wouldn't wouldn't really hold, I guess, as much because the mat's kind of like a, you know, like a towel. So mm-hmm. um, that definitely, I do try to clean it, um, but not near as as much as I do. But um, the rack, a, a drying rack, would definitely be something I would not have thought about cleaning, but definitely would think more about it because. Could you imagine everything that gets underneath in those little crevices uh, of a drying rack? I mean, well, the article talked about it was a great place to harbor mold and mildew, and it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense because, I mean, have you ever, I guess it would be like, you know, opening up your dishwasher, you know, you had like the air would be trapped in there after you get done running a cycle through there. Um, I mean, you know, you have to clean that ever so often, so I would, you know, assume the same thing for a drying rack. Yeah, it, it spoke to really being one of the most overlooked areas in your kitchen that you you need to focus on daily cleaning. So they actually suggested every time after you remove those dry dishes to go ahead and, and clean that. And I would assume you would do the same for your, your mat. If it's something that you could actually put in a, a washing machine, I would recommend doing that. I'm not sure if you can with those fabrics, but I thought that was an interesting uh, topic about the drying rack. It's not something that most people think about. Oh, yes, for sure. So can you think of anything else, AJ, that you've got going on in your household that we need to be cleaning? Well, you know, um, you know, we're talking about drying racks, and I mentioned our mat. 
the mat I usually run um, through, and I'll just I'll put it in a laundry hamper, you know, in with some towels or something like that because they're kind of like the same fabric. So, um, you know, whenever I do get ready to wash it, I'll just, you know, run it in with, with some towels. And, you know, I got to thinking the other day, you know, you throw wet towels into a laundry hamper or, you know, wet cloth or something like that. Could you imagine if you didn't, you know, like if you had a hamper that you put that in and – so, for example, I have a wicker hamper, and it's got like a, a cloth lining in it. And, I mean, really, how often do you clean that liner that's that's in your hamper that's still, you know, getting wet along with the rest of your towels? Although you're washing your towels, you know, you still have to clean that liner. And right. I just I didn't really think about that until the other day, and I thought, oh, this is something that definitely needs to go on my list because, you know, it's doing the same thing as if I was to leave a wet towel, you know, in there. Right. So adding that to your, your weekly rotation would be a, a great idea for that as well. So the next one did not surprise me. That was on the list. Um, but it's definitely something that I, I probably don't clean as often as I should. And it was a purse or a handbag or a diaper bag. And I thought this was so true. Because we take those everywhere, we set them on the floor, um, they come in contact with probably more than we do with where we put them. Um, so they, they suggested making sure that you're wiping down your bag every day. So is that something that you do, AJ? No, it is not. And now that you mention that, that is so gross. I mean, could you imagine, that is probably worse than touching, um, you know, a doorknob or a light, <laughs> a light switch, because like you said, you set it down. I mean, if you are eating at a restaurant and you set your purse on the floor and, you know, you're bringing that with you. And then you came home and put it on your kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, and then you set it on your table, and then there you got some Somebody walked on your kitchen table because, you know, you had your purse on the floor, and that's the same place that they walked. I mean, it's just, that is so gross. I don't think to do that. I mean, I, w I would have thought, you know, cleaning your purse from the inside, but not the outside. That is worse. Oh, gosh. Right, and the article actually the mentioned that the purse could be up to 10 times dirtier than a toilet seat, so... I don't know about that, but that's what it that's what it said, and I would say that's there's probably some truth to that. Oh, I could imagine that is so gross. I'm gonna get out a cloth right now and uh, go wipe down my purse. <laughs> so, but make sure uh, that you don't ruin your handbag. <laughs> that you're oh, cleaning exactly, it with something yeah. that you can. Uh, but so think about that when the next time that you go out, if you if you still have a diaper bag with your child, and you set that bag down, you know all the places that you're setting it down, and then you're picking it back up and bringing it into your home. So I thought that was a, a great read on on the handbag. That is definitely something that um, I'm going to think about more often and, you know, probably do, you know, right now because, I, I mean, I could only imagine, especially if you had like a cloth bag too, how much is, you know, soaking in the material, let alone like, you know, if you had leather, which mine would be, you know, pleather, <laughs> more <laughs> plastic than real leather. But could you imagine everything that gets in that material, you know, you'd want something that is, is good for cleaning it and without ruining, you know, your handbag. Right. So I think we'll be both mindful of that the next time that we That's we go cool. out where we set those things down. So here's another one that was definitely gross, the toothbrush holder. 
Now, this article spoke to that there were studies that said your toothbrush holder can contain E. coli and salmonella, um, that depending upon where your toothbrush holder was located in your bathroom, it could contain these items. So that is totally gross, and that is also an item that people may not clean on a regular basis. Now, now where do you keep your toothbrush? Um, I do keep it on my counter, but I, it's not in a proximity of the toilet. So I'm going to say that I'm okay, but after reading it, I'm definitely going to make sure that I clean that on a regular basis. Well, I know. I mean, you know, I, I have mine in a drawer, and I have a, a you know, a holder kind of like a, you know, what's those little things like a cap almost that I, that I put right. over the um, brush itself. So, right. You know, that's a good thing to clean. I just know, I, you know, I don't ever think about that. And then you put that in your mouth. Oh, but, you know, I would, I was thinking on the um, aspect of, you know, sickness. Like I told you, my son, you know, he's he's got the flu right now. So, you know, you would want to, you know, you wouldn't want to use your toothbrush, let alone, you know, you want to kind of clean all that because, you know, you don't want to keep that germ lingering around, you know, once you've been sick, especially, you know, trying to brush your teeth. I guess you would want to either clean it or replace it, you know, all together because I can only imagine what you're recontaminating after right. handling all that. And now, the article also talked about, aside from the E. coli situation, that if your toothbrush holder was a closed holder, meaning you actually put the toothbrush inside it, that that was a great place for mold growth. And that's something that you don't don't consider either. Well, that's great because, you know, like I said, <laughs> I got a cap that goes over mine, so I could only imagine the mold <laughs> that I am brushing my teeth with. <laughs> no. I mean, could you, I mean, literally, like, if you didn't think to to clean something like that, I mean, you just don't think about a toothbrush holder. I mean, you know, sitting there, whether you've got it in, in a holder itself, you know, the handle of the toothbrush, it's just something I don't ever think about doing like everything else that we've discussed. It's, you know, it's just definitely going on my list. I've got so much, you know, on my list to clean when <laughs> I get home. <laughs> Uh, well, the, the article actually did give a couple of suggestions, so AJ, I think you can easily do this to take care of it. Um, you could place those holders in the dishwasher, and that, that would sanitize it. So they recommended doing that on a weekly basis. So you don't have to throw it away. There's still option three to clean it. And another one they suggested was putting the antibacterial mouthwash inside and letting that sit and that would kill any bacteria that were, that was in the holder. So I think those are all helpful things that you can do that can make sure that that item is just as clean as some of the other items in your home. So I thought that was an, an interesting section. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, the um, the mouthwash thing, that's, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll have to try that. Yeah, okay. So what, I think we have time for maybe one more item to discuss today. What's something else in your home that you know you should be cleaning but you may not. You know, um, my my husband, he's all the time getting on me. You know, we talked about dust and things uh, being trapped in curtains, um, you know, fan blades and things like that. Um, and he, he does HVAC work for a living. And so he's constantly, every time he goes in, um, 
you know, for a service call or, you know, whatever it may be into someone's home, that's the first thing that, you know, he asked them, you know, are you cleaning your filters out of your, your vents and your, you know, air returns? Because these filters, they just trap all that dust that, that comes through there. So, um, and, of course, I we do this on a regular basis because he, you know, <laughs> he reminds me often about it. Um, if right. He, you know, was into dentistry, I probably wouldn't have this with about my <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> but um, with the filters, you know, he's constantly cleaning these. And I've seen, you know, you know, other places that I've been to where their filters are just, I mean, full of dust. So I don't know if that's something that you clean, but I can only imagine, you know, replacing those filters. I mean, how harmful it is for the air um, that you're breathing if you don't clean that out. Does he recommend how often we should do that? Yeah, he he does. Um, usually, it's it's about every couple of months, um, depending on how much you run, you know, your your heating and cooling system. But um, he, of course, he replaces ours about every month or so. So I would say every month. But um, they they get so full, and they're they're not that expensive to replace. But it's good. It keeps everything running smooth too. Um, you know, for your your heating and cooling um, system itself, and then also just to breathe clean air, you know, while it's going through the air vents. You know, you want to make sure that all the dust and everything you can eliminate, you know, as much as possible. Right. Well, that's definitely one thing that can be overlooked. Um, so that's, that's a, a, a nice suggestion, uh, something that we can definitely try to maintain on a, a monthly basis, if, if not more often than that, if needed. So I think we've talked about a lot of things today that, that I know you've got a list going on. I know, obviously, I read this, this before you, so I've already put some practices into play about things that I've definitely overlooked and to be more mindful about if I'm taking my purse out, what am I doing with that when I bring it back home? So it was a great read. Um, and I, I will definitely share some of these with you um, as we go, move forward here. And, and I can't wait to, to discuss some more topics with you again next week. Um, but our time is up for today. So we look forward to seeing you on the next edition of The Clean Life. But before we go, we want to remind our audience to follow us on Twitter. We're at The Clean Life 2, and that's The Clean Life with a number 2. So we hope that you follow us and, and we can share with you some, some other helpful things that we learn along the way. So until next time, AJ, I'll see you then.